It's Money Talking on WNYC. I'm Charlie Herman. This week, the House of Commons in the United Kingdom voted decisively against a plan for exiting the European Union. The eyes to the right, 202. The nose to the left, 432. And then the next day, Prime Minister Theresa May managed to hold on to her job after a no-confidence vote. Mr. Speaker, I'm pleased that this House has expressed its confidence in the government tonight. I, I do not take this responsibility lightly, and my government will continue its work to increase our prosperity, guarantee our security, and to strengthen our union. For more than two years, the British government has been negotiating just how to leave the European Union before a March 29th deadline, a date that is now fast approaching. And if there's no deal... The expectation is that it will be unbelievably disruptive and economically damaging. With me to review the latest developments is Ed Luce, U.S. National Editor for the Financial Times. Ed, good morning. Great to be with you, Charlie. So let's go back to June 2016 when a majority of people in the U.K. voted to leave the European Union. What has been happening since then? Well, it's unleashed uh, the most bitter political divide, I think, that anybody's seen in Britain in, in their lifetimes. Theresa May promptly replaced David Cameron as prime minister. As somebody who'd campaigned for Remain, she clearly felt she had to prove she was more Brexity than the Brexiteers and said, a no deal is better than a bad deal. She set up all these red lines that have now come back to haunt her because today she believes that a bad deal or her deal at any rate is better than no deal and triggered the Article 50 process, which allows two years to negotiate the divorce agreement, came up with her divorce agreement, the maximum uh, the Europeans said they could give Britain, put it to Parliament. And it, it was the one issue that has united hardcore Remainers with hardcore leavers. They all hated it. What are some of the issues, the, the sticking points with accepting her deal? The hardcore Brexiteers don't like the fact that Britain remains essentially in the European Customs Union in order to keep that border open between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, because that means Britain can't strike its own independent trade deals with Trump's administration, with China, with India, with Australia, etc. The Remainers hate it because it means that Britain's leaving Europe. But what on earth is the point? It unites both sides in, in sort of vehement opposition. You talked about Ireland, which seems to be really this fundamental sticking point. When you go to Ireland, you have the Republic of Ireland, which is part of the EU. And then in the north, you have Northern Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom. And it's all about this issue of the border there. Can people pass through it easily or do they actually have to create a hard border? That's what this is really coming down to, yes? It is. And if Britain were to leave the customs union, then there would have to be customs barriers on the now completely frictionless border. And that would be in violation of the peace accord that was made between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. It would poison it. Um, you know, free movement of people, the sense that, you know, the past is the past, that would all come to an end. And it would sort of remind people of what they euphemistically call the troubles of the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, when there were checkpoints everywhere, British soldiers with machine guns, people, you know, had to pass through these several times a day. It would be poisonous to the Good Friday Agreement. It sounds like what you're saying is that a hard exit from the EU could theoretically lead to violence again in Ireland. Theoretically and perhaps actually, yes. I mean, it would certainly um, be retrograde for the future of that island. 
So the deal failed so badly in Parliament. With this deadline approaching, is there any sense of another deal being made? And we hear this term about a hard Brexit. What is it going to look like there? Well, a hard Brexit, if that happens, and I believe the likelihood of that has risen now, would be essentially what I call the Thelma and Louise scenario, where, <laughs> whereby Britain drives off a cliff. And, and no one knows where it lands or not. Yeah, they're plunging into a canyon, and that canyon is a severing of Britain's trade relations and regulatory uh, membership of Europe, which has all kinds of implications. It means there are customs barriers on the border between Britain and the European Union, which means after you know four decades of frictionless trade, there would suddenly be massive backups for days on end of trucks um, waiting to pass through customs. It means that all the regulations that govern things like flight taking off from the European Union and landing in Britain and vice versa would would suddenly evaporate. The uncertainty would cause, according to fairly mainstream economic forecasts, an economic contraction of between six and eight percent of GDP. This is, uh, you know, this isn't a recession. This by today's standards is a depression. Uh, It would also probably tip the European Union into recession. And in the aftermath of the votes this week, uh, and with this deadline pending, what does it mean for Prime Minister Theresa May and for the future of the, the, the government in that country? Well, she remains a dead woman walking. And the reason why she's still got her job is because nobody wants to take her job. Nobody <laughs> nobody wants the poison chalice of, of owning this mess right now, which means that we might well then go to a general election. So, Ed, you are based in the United States, but you work for a British paper. I'm wondering, are you seeing the effects of Brexit here in the United States? Uh, Well, you know, Donald Trump, um, very unhelpfully, but not inaccurately, um, said a few weeks ago, more than once, in fact, that Theresa May's divorce agreement would make it impossible for Britain to have a free trade deal with the United States. So Trump is clearly with the Thelma and Louise crowd. He's with the hardcore Brexiteers. The economic hit to America, if Britain went off the cliff, I think it would have huge implications for American financial services companies, investment banks, and so forth based in London, because the service industry in Britain would also be severed from all the regulatory systems it's now a part of. And there would be great financial uncertainty. What's it been like for you to be here in the US and see what's happening back in your home country? Well, misery loves company. Um, and, you know, the, the sort of twin populisms on each side of the Atlantic of, of the Trump phenomenon here and the Brexit phenomenon there, there is an affinity between them. Um, and there's a lot of overlap in some of the key characters. So, uh, you know, I find it fascinating intellectually. I do find it quite troubling as a citizen of the world. Where does this leave the future of the European Union if this hard Brexit were to occur? Uh, interestingly, no, no other countries looking like following suit. There's not going to be a Frexit or Italexit or a Grexit. Um, I think the immediate question is over the integrity of the United Kingdom, because if Britain does a hard Brexit, Scotland will leave the UK. And Ireland, I think, will take a step closer to a united Ireland. Ed Luce is the U.S. national editor for the Financial Times. Ed, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 